Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on the world of social media. A few weeks ago, we had the brilliant Janet Murray join us to discuss the launch around her content planner. Oops. Oh, sorry. My computer blipped. So we had Janet on to talk about the latest, the release of her 2023 uh, Courageous Content Planner and Kit. In case you missed it, we did chat about how to use the content templates and still be true to yourself and also where to focus your marketing budgets as we're heading into 2023. Can't believe that. So if you haven't, listen to that. It's certainly not required reading for today's show, but if you're interested in that, please go back and give it a listen. It was about three weeks ago, but today we had her back on because, or we invite her back on because she shared some interesting stats and critical learnings around this product launch. And all of them are published for pre-order of uh, all of this is published as a pre-order launch debrief and report. I got that from DMing her at Jan Murray UK on Instagram. I'll let her talk about where, where she'd like to direct you to get it. So you can get a copy of yourself, a copy for yourself. But today we will be breaking it down with Janet right here today. I'm so excited. So Janet, how are you doing today? Thank you for coming back on the show. No, thanks for having me. And as you were talking, you know, you were talking about the Facebook thing yeah. and how it's all changed. And it's really frustrating because it keeps swapping between my profile and my page. And I have managed to connect via Restream. I've managed to connect up oh, cool. um, this broadcast, but it's broadcasting from my profile and not my page. And as, as you were introing, I was I was trying to fiddle around to see if I could get it to work, but it wouldn't share onto my page and it wouldn't let me. Yeah. There's yeah. A, you have to go up to the three dots in your event and share it that way. So it's really, really strange. Um, there's some, there's some tutorials I had to watch to, to, to do that, but, uh, yeah, so it is working. We got our friends, uh, Jim Fuse. He's walking, he's watching over on YouTube. He goes, hello, Grace, Jeff and Janet. Thank you, Jim, for stopping by. And then we have Michelle saying perfect timing. I have my first ebook launching Tuesday with 27 oh other blo- bloggers as a bundle. What is your best tip for getting out to many readers as possible? So we'll make sure to ask that question as we dive in today, Michelle, thank you for joining us. And she is from Facebook, so it is working. Um, and uh, it's just it's just really weird how this stuff works. So um, I'm I'm thankful that uh, uh, Michelle uh, made that comment, so we know that it's working over there. So um, I want to introduce you guys to Janet. If you happen to miss the first show that uh, she was on with us, she's been on our show a couple times, but uh, three weeks ago, like uh, Grace had mentioned. But she is a content marketing expert. She's an author. She's a podcaster and a keynote speaker. She speaks worldwide about building online audiences and had taught. Thousands 
thousands of coaches and creatives and entrepreneurs how to create engaging content. She's planned and executed hundreds of digital product launches from one-off eBooks and masterclasses to complex online courses and membership. She's also the host of Courageous Content Podcast, which is an awesome podcast, by the way. So make sure you guys go check her out on your favorite podcast player. And she just launched her 2023 Courageous Content Planner and Content Kit that we'll be talking about that launch today. So uh, Janet, thank you so much for being here. This is going to be a lot of fun. She also does really cool events. Like I got to go and speak at one of her events in London, which I had a ton of fun at and she's actually has another one coming up so make sure you go and follow all things janet murray because she is uh, amazing i want to do a real quick shout out to our sponsors of the show you can find out more about them uh ecam they're the ones who make this show possible you can go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam right now in fact right now our friend ian is over at leap into podcasting and um you guys want to make sure that you guys go over there because uh, they're actually selling like it really i think it's like 25 bucks 30 bucks something like that replay passes because we grace and i were on there yesterday talking and uh, there was a ton of great speakers some people we've had on our show before some people we're gonna have on our show because they're just amazing so make sure you guys go check out leap into podcasting uh, if you missed any of that you can get the replay pass so very 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 cool so anyway let me uh get all this off and back to the show we're talking about launching a new product um so um grace why don't you just go ahead and kick this off because we're talking about um you dove in deep to this because you're kind of a data data nerd too i am and and she repackaged it so beautifully which i have no doubt that she will janet first of all before we dive in tell us where people can download this debrief report for themselves. So this debrief report, I actually downloaded it here. It doesn't look so great on my printer. Um, but um, if you head to Instagram, um, and I'm at Jan underscore Murray, I don't know if someone can put that in the chat. Um, you, If you just DM me that, my clever messenger bot will deliver it to you. And it's got all sorts of, um, as I say, I've just changed the cartridge on my printer. So it's very garish at the moment. <laughs> uh, but it basically breaks down. It's got lots of, if you like graphs and tables and percentages, um, and it basically breaks it all down. Um, and, you know, has a list of all the content I created during my launch period. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a kind of, um, if you like geeking out over launch stats and conversions, you know, you'll, you'll love it. And the thing I would say at the beginning was that, um, Mine is a physical and a digital product. It's a hybrid product, mm-hmm. but you were absolutely right when you said, whatever you're launching, whether you're launching a digital product, a physical product, an event, the approach that I, I can talk about, it it works for any of this stuff. Cool. And, and there's one kind of key thing that I think makes the big difference, um, which hopefully we can get into. Awesome. Absolutely. By, by the way, Janet's stuff is amazing to look at. So uh, she just does a really good job with her layouts uh, from ever since I've followed her. Her stuff that she puts out is just top notch. So if you want to get some inspiration there, I mean, that's well worth the price of admission. So um, absolutely. Well, we went over these stats a few weeks ago, but this is an update. This was a little sneak peek that Janet provided to us about the debrief around the launch of her uh, 2023 Courageous Content Planner and Content Kit. So she wrote, or she shared that total campaign ad spend in this year, 2022, was 1,200 pounds. And her spend last year around the same launch was 12 
thousand pounds. So quite a uh, quite a difference there. We'll get into uh, her you know her rationale around that this Facebook ad spend. Uh, affiliates payouts were around accounted for about one percent of revenue, which was three hundred ninety one pounds, and they contributed to fourteen percent of sales. More on that later. And then she also said that a majority of the sales came from her email list. 51%. So they marketed to just 9,000 of their 25 or 27,000 person list. Uh, Waitlist conversions were up 10%. And she also said that around 37% of sales came from 10% of the list marketed to the highest conversion rate ever for her launches and then expected to rise once duplicate contacts are removed. You also initially uh, mentioned that the overall conversion rate for this launch was 6%. The average for digital products is actually 1% to 2%, which wow. is quite shocking. And then the uh, conversion rate from your waitlist again was that 37%. And, you know, Janet, you have an established brand and you have an established reputation. You've been producing this planner for years. Plus, you've had a strong background in uh, journalism and creating content. You serve a ton of different types of clients. But what can we do to convince people to sign up for a waitlist when a product or service is still relatively unknown or in most cases still in development <laughs> or not yet available. Essentially, how do you communicate the benefits and generate that level of excitement and encourage action among potential clients in a situation where someone is relatively new to this or unknown or launching their first ebook like our friend Michelle here is? So the first thing is you've got to really understand what the benefits are. And when I'm helping clients with launches, um, often, there's normally a few things that aren't working if the sales aren't what they hope. But one of them is the sales page. Um, and it isn't about what your sales page looks like. Um, obviously, it's nice if it's nicely designed, but it's actually can you articulate the transformation? So um, most of us, we don't buy, invest in products or services unless we're in pain. So we've got a, a problem that we need to solve. Um, in my case, with my Courageous Content Plan and Kit, um, it's um, people who are um, two, two main things really, and they want to reduce the amount of time that they're spending on content uh, creation and planning, but also often they're stuck for ideas and they're busy and they can't think. So it's really understanding the problem that your product or service solves. So when I see someone who's struggling um, to sell, whether it be an ebook or whether it you know be a, a membership or a digital product, often they don't really understand what the the problem that their product or service solves. So if you don't understand the problem that it solves, you're going to really struggle to get that across to people. So that is actually the very per first place to start. And what really annoys me, lots of things annoy me about this, but, um, you know, when you see all these big um, online launch people out there, you know, touting their advice, um, often they're sharing the same strategies that work for them and they already have established, you know, million, billion pound businesses and they've been doing it for years and they have Facebook ad spend and whatever. Um, and what happens is I think people think, oh, well, if I just do what they do, I mean, I did the same thing myself when I first started <laughs> right. out online. Oh, if I just do three videos or if I just do exactly what they say, uh, I'll get the same results. Well, of course you don't because it's a numbers game. We talked about the conversion rate a second, but it all starts with understanding the problem um, that your product or service solves. I have just literally this afternoon um, sent out what is basically kind of like an ebook equivalent. Um, a 997 product so i've taken something that's part of a bigger product and just emailed my list and people have just been buying it all afternoon um and 
It's because it's really clear. Uh, they're filling the gaps content templates. So it's really clear what the transformation is. Like, this is going to save me time. It's going to save me having to think of stuff for myself. So does that kind of make sense? I think a lot, a lot of people skip to the strategy. We can't even talk about wait lists or conversions or what kind of content unless you actually understand what the blooming heck does this product look <laughs> like. <laughs> Why am I telling it? Because yeah. you can do all of the strategy stuff in the world. You can write a million social media posts, but if people don't get why they should buy it, they won't buy it. Um, and does, does that kind of make sense as a starting yeah. point? So it was funny because Grace and I were just talking about this uh, yesterday. So I'm going to tease this right now, but uh, if you guys stick around to the end, we, you know, we, we mentioned we were part of Leap Into Podcasting uh, this week and it's going on right now, but we created some actually digital products uh, for that. And we're going to give those to you. If you stick around to the end, we'll give you the, the link to, to sign up and get those. But we, it's very, very practical. Like it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. Grace's email uh, template that we send out to our guests. It's our, our run of show that we do that we're looking at right now to do our show. And then it's our, our mm-hmm. actual product list that we have to make this show happen. And also some uh, icebreaker questions that we ask a lot of times during the show. So we have all that, but it's very, very practical. And I think your point, Janet, it's got to solve the problem. And then you just communicate it because, you know, this stuff works for us. I mean, we've got two years of this show you know, in mm-hmm. the bag and it's working for us. So we're excited to share it with people. So I think that that point about your product, like knowing what you have and not just copycatting something that some of those big online gurus do or sell a course on how to make a course, it has to be specific to you. So I think that was very, very cool. I want to do a, you know, a big shout out to uh, real quickly to some of our, our folks here. Um, and it is, uh, we mentioned Janet's podcast uh, earlier, but a happy international podcast day. That's true. It Thank is. you, Jim, for that. And um, Gary Stockton, one of our faithful friends and followers, uh, who's also got a podcast. He says, uh, good morning, you lovely people. And uh, the, the unknown Facebook user that's always Lou Mangella. We can't figure out why mm-hmm. I, I'm on his show and and it does the same thing, but it says three of my pe- pe- favorite people in one place. This is Lou Mangello, or as the script likes to call him, Limangello. So, um, anyway, so, um, so we, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, these stats that we're talking about comes from your pre-order week. And, you know, the first week of a sales period usually lasts around 16 weeks. And you talked about the planner was discounted by 50% and contained three bonuses, which I think were cool, which were around, uh, you said, uh, 300 pounds. So was there, what was your thinking behind this 16 week sale period? Like, how do you determine the timing? Was it impacted by time of year or other factors? I'm really interested why you came up with that at a time. Okay, so the first thing is, is um, there's no kind of right time for your uh, launch period. Um, The key thing is, is, so I would start with thinking, how many do I wanna sell basically? Um, And, I mentioned the conversion rate before, one to two percent. So I will sometimes say to my clients, and it's a difficult moment, um, but I'll say to them, um, okay, so you've got this digital product, you want to sell this many, how many people have you got on your email list? So based on that one to two percent conversion, and remember, if you're new to it, you're not likely to be knocking it out of the park to start off with because Mm -hmm. there's a lot to learn. So, and they'll go, oh, uh, well, I might sell one or two. Now that doesn't mean that you can't launch that digital product, but what it means is you've got to think about, well, okay, well, um, do I need to grow my audience? So do I need to spend 12, 16 weeks or whatever trying to build my email list? Um, I always create, I think I talked about this on the last show, but I create a very specific lead magnet that leads to the product that I want to sell. and when Grace asked me the question about, I can't even remember what it was, but I, I felt like I, was, I wasn't I was being relevant when I started saying about 
the, the most important thing is that your product or service solves a problem, but actually it really is relevant mm-hmm. because um, when you understand what problem your product or service solves, that means that you, it's like you warm your audience up. So basically what you're doing, what a lot of people do with digital product launches in particular is they just kind of rock up and go, Hey everyone, buy my thing, right? There's no warm up. There's no, people don't understand why they need it. Um, sometimes, sometimes people say to me, how do I sell something to somebody that they don't understand they need? You can't, you can't sell something to somebody that they don't think that they need. They've got to know that they need it. Um, so actually it's about you thinking, well, how long is it going to take me to educate my audience that they actually have this problem if that's necessary? Um, do I need to bring more people into my audience in order to, um, to increase the sales? Um, or, you know, do I need to do some other activities to make sure that I'm going to make my target sales? So it's not some kind of arbitrary figure. Mm-hmm. And I talk about three types of content. So you've got audience growth content. So that's typically like your blogs, your podcasts. Um, and so I will very strategically in the 12 to 16 weeks running up to a, a launch, I will start to um, strategically publish podcasts that are on things like content planning and um, on content planners because I don't want people to, I want people to start to be aware of the fact that these things are important and that they, you know, they need to think about them. And then my planner comes along and it solves that problem. Um, but if I, if I haven't helped people to see for themselves that these are things they need to be thinking about, then my products will be less relevant. Um, then you've got your nurturing content. So what a lot of people do with digital product launches, it's the it's the equivalent of going to an event and someone coming out and going, hey, buy my thing, buy my thing. Right. They just suddenly up and say, buy my thing. So actually, if you've been educating people about the problems that your product or service solves and you know helping them to make them aware that they have those problems, that there are solutions out there, they're going to be much more likely to take notice when you come along with your solution. But then some people still aren't ready to buy. Like they don't know you well enough. Like they haven't built that no like and trust. So then there's like nurturing content, which is about building connection and having conversations. And then your, I call it like cash generation content. So actually in your launch period, that week when you do your launch, for me, that's it's not the easiest part. Like it's tiring and the days are long, but the hard work's been done already. Um, so I do a, a number of different things. So like I say, I, I strategically publish podcast episodes. You'll see my podcast uh, content start to change. There'll be a lot more stuff about content planning, a lot more stuff about content strategy right. because right. we're getting ready to launch the planner. Um, I will also publish, and this time I did four very specific lead magnets. And when I talked before about making sure that your lead magnet, your buying your product or service should feel like the natural next step. So we did a number of lead magnets. Um, and the one that worked the best was fill in the gaps content templates, which are basically the same as the freebie that was going to be coming with the content right. plan. So people were basically getting to try a bit of what they were going to get. They were getting good results. They're like, great, this is saving loads of time. Oh, and by the way, the planner's got thousands of these. So when you asked me, Jeff, about, about how did you decide on those bonuses? Well, I was thinking, well, like you say, to get someone to put their name on a wait list, there's got to be a reason. And the reasons normally are people are going to save money. They're going to get extra bonuses you know things that they they find really valuable so you've also got to understand it sounds like a lot doesn't it but you've got to understand the problem that your product or service solves but you've also got to understand what your customers and clients what would they be willing to put their name on a wait list for like is it money is it bonuses Um, and the other thing is that you've got to get them as excited as you are so one of the things that we do um, and as it happens I happen to have the dumb I have the (laughs) dummy copies here but so one of the things that we do is we get my clients those four covers uh, we start off with a wait uh, with a list of eight um, so Mm -hmm. this is two of the covers 
um, and um, it is digital as well, but there is a physical version. So we, um, and we start with eight and we get people to vote. Um, and we do that usually in about July um, and it goes on sale at the end of August. So people are kind of invested in it because they've already seen, oh, that looks nice. Oh, that's my favorite one. Oh, I wonder if my one's gonna win. Um, and so you're getting, in, people are kind of invested in the product. Um, they, and, and, and as you're asking them for their choices, you're asking them if they want to join the wait list because they're going to get a really great discount or they're going to get these bonuses. Um, so you're not just rocking up and saying, hey, buy my thing. Right. You're getting them excited about the product. You're educating them that they actually need it. Um, and you are also nurturing as well. So, you know, some of these, some people are on my email list for years before they buy a planner. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that with any judgment. It's just that people do need to get to know, like, and trust you before they're, you know, some, and some people take longer than others. So does that kind of make sense in terms yeah. of yeah, why I, you might need that long? I want to I dive in really quick because I want to talk mm -hmm. a little bit about the weight lift. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing an audible, Grace, another audible. This is yes. what, what we talked about yesterday. Our this thing. is good. This um, is good. So I want to talk about the wait list. So I heard you say that you kind of use that wait list time to find out what they want. Now, are you creating the product or tweaking the product to uh, during that time? Because you mentioned like, oh, I, we found out that these three freebies worked well, so we're gonna include those in the content planner. Like, talk about this kind of the strategy behind a wait list. Because some people don't do a wait list. They just go, here's my product, buy my stuff. So can you talk about that a little bit? But again, it comes down to understanding your customers or clients really, really well. And it does come a bit with experience. So I've got better at this over the years, as you mm. would do. Um, so like I said, the two key problems that my product solves are saving people time on content planning and creation, um, and also helping them, you know, to come up with ideas because sometimes it's just hard, isn't it? You're busy and you lack inspiration. Um, so I thought to myself, what, what would really make my ideal customers or clients excited? Um, you know, fill in the gaps templates, a thousand fill in the gaps, social media post templates, like that's going to save you so much time for a day um, across a year. Um, but also these content kits that we sell separately for 147. One of them is a cash generation content kit. Whether people are upfront about it, in, in the UK, people are a little bit more polite about it. But ultimately, <laughs> most people are interested in finding out how they can make more money. Right. Um, and if they try and tell you that they're not, they they are. So um, this cash generation content, um, I, did, I did quite a lot of work actually also about um, educating people why they need the bonuses as well. So um, I did quite a few podcast episodes about what is cash generation content? Why do you need it? Um, how does it help you bring money into your business fast? And um, and this kit has got templates and training, whatever. So actually, I was able to advertise my bonuses quite early and tell people they were coming um, and tell them how much they were worth um, right from the off. So I wouldn't be probably developing bonuses as I was going along. Gotcha. Um, I'd already know what they they are, but that's based on really knowing my audience well. Um, but one thing you did um, say is we do not print these. Like I st we still we still do pre-orders now mm -hmm. um, because you, you, nobody would want to invest money, uh, particularly with the physical products. Right. Um, you know, um, not knowing whether you can. Act not knowing whether or not people are actually going to buy it because it's a very it could be very expensive to print a load of planners. Right. So um, and I and I never create any product, any digital product or whatever, because the the thing is you, you really won't know whether somebody's going to buy it until you're brave enough to to sell it to them. And this is another problem I see a lot as well. So if I and I have it, it's happened to me before. I, I've put offers out and people haven't bought or not enough people have bought. 
was giving their money back. Um, but before you do, or after you've done, ask, for, ask them for some feedback. Like, why was it, you know, why did this product not really land or ask people who didn't buy? Um, um, what could I have done to make, you know, what would be a better fit for you? Um, I see that as a real opportunity. So I have, you know, I have, um, I, I, for me, it's always minimal viable product. So I've never created a digital product before before I've sold it mm. and I wouldn't um, because again that, I mean there used to be a group I won't say the name of it but it did actually bring tears to my eyes because I, I was <laughs> in this group poor person had spent like a best part of a year creating an online course um, and not one person had bought it it's like your worst nightmare isn't it like not, not even one person and they were heartbroken and the trouble is we as human beings we can get so fixated on what we want to teach people and we actually don't listen to what they want to learn um and you you know when when you actually put a paypal button or a stripe button on it and you ask people to buy it even if it's a very simple sales page you know i've sold things of google docs loads of times like you don't even have to have a fancy sales page you'll get that feedback straight away mm. <laughs> they'll either buy it or they won't buy it and if they don't buy it you have to be brave enough to go back and ask that question okay so you didn't buy this or you know sometimes i what's something i do a lot i go back to people on the wait list and ask them why they didn't buy and say you know you put your name on the wait list like why didn't you buy like what was it about the product and so i guess there you might get feedback about how to improve your product year on year but um so to answer your question is a long <laughs> i no, think you great. asked me about you know, do we do we do the bonuses as we go along no i know what the bonuses are because i know my customers and clients and i know um what what solves their problems and this is why I'm, um, I'm not a big fan of these big online course programs or whatever, because I really think you need to work with somebody who's done it before and done it successfully. Um, and actually who will give you one-to-one -one feedback and tell you if your idea was crap, because, um, <laughs> it's very expensive, you know, if you've not done something before, like sold a digital product, an online course, like, of course, you're probably not going to get it right the first time. Of course, you're probably going to try and sell people things they don't want to buy. Like you need somebody who can go and go, nope. No, 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 that's not going to sell. Or if you're going to sell it, you need to say this instead. Um, and I think that there is just so much to it. But the, I think the biggest thing is just getting the product right. And, and just because then if you get if you get the product right, you'll then probably know what freebies and bonuses you'll know, you know, what kind of discounts offer. Does that all kind of make sense? Yeah. So I, I just want to want to kind of um, make sure I heard you right. So the wait list for you is one, it helps you figure out how many planners you're going to have to spend and print. And it's mm -hmm. also a time where you kind of build up, oh, you're getting these bonuses too, and build some excitement inside of the wait list as well, because the wait list, they're not putting any money down. They're just saying, yeah, I'm interested is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so that's a way that you can actually almost segment your list a little bit that yeah. you can, you can go to and say, okay, you're on the wait list. This is what's coming. Get ready here it comes, you know, that kind of thing. So I think yeah. that's really genius. And that, that conversion, that increase of 10%, you know, um, you can do a lot to, mm -hmm. we all know that the people are most likely to buy are the people who are already like our clients or have worked with us before or whatever. So yeah, you can work really, you can improve your waitlist conversions. And sometimes that's better. It's better to put your efforts there than trying to get new people, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. So I, I nerd out about this stuff and the psychology behind it and all that stuff. So I'm sorry, Grace, you had some questions. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I just had a thought because I, this is a, a LinkedIn post that I saw earlier today and it was about content marketing and I won't read the whole thing, but basically the suggestion was that, you know, when it comes to writing an ebook, we have Michelle in the comments here was, was she talked about launching her first ebook. The suggestion in this post was that, um, that you work on the title description first, this unblocks your design team or you to create all of the campaign assets, landing pages, banners, emails, all of that. And then when the ebook is, and then, you know, as you're doing this as you're writing the ebook or, and then, so while you're writing it and designing it, you're getting that feedback as you go along and then you launch it. What do you think of that strategy? Um, I'd have to read the post to see what they were saying. Mm -hmm. But I, I would disagree, <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, especially, tell us. I mean, it's it wasn't okay. It wasn't my blog post. It wasn't my LinkedIn post. So you're you're free. You're okay. free to disagree, and it will not hurt my feelings. But you tell me why, because this is an um, idea that was put out there. And I'm going to add too that, like, I I know the lot. There's you know we've worked with course creators before where they'll like start marketing the course before it's done, right? Or they'll start and and they're like, oh, it's okay. Like I'll figure it out. And it's just like. But isn't the course the important part? But anyway, you tell me what you think. Well, I mean, without actually seeing the post, I mean, it, you know, yeah. um, but, but I would say, I, I would say that you shouldn't be creating any assets or anything until you know that people are going to buy the thing. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, with an ebook, because it's not a big, with an ebook, because it doesn't take ages to create or whatever, um, and because of the price point. Like you know, it, it, I I would be more inclined to create it, but if you've never created, and I've seen it happen before, if you've never ever like sold something successfully, you could spend like I write really quickly because that's what I used to do. Mm -hmm. But I've seen other people spend months and months and months on this ebook, and it's like this opus, and then no one wants it. So I would be more inclined to do a lead magnet. Um, to do an email lead magnet on a, on a section of it or something. So say, for example, um, you wanted to do like a, a guide to Instagram growth or something. What I might do is do a small one on, say, Instagram hashtags. I might do like a, um, a lead magnet or something and then just kind of see how, how that goes. Um, because, and this is the other thing as well, if you can't get people to download a free lead magnet, <laughs> um, it is going to be really difficult for you to, to get people to buy your ebook. Um, mm. Uh, like I, I would say actually you know can you create a good email lead magnet that people actually want to buy first is it, for some people that's the right thing i just i just worry about for the price point of an ebook i worry about creating assets and making it into a big thing like most mm. of us have we got something sitting on our computer right so here we go this is what i'm trying to get to get to i think most of us have probably got like a something sitting on our computer that we could easily knock together into a few thousand words, whatever. Because if, if you're an expert, you know, in right. your field, uh, I could probably go and write an ebook like after this or something or other. Um, and I could, I've probably got the material already um, that I could deliver to people. Um, so it worries me that people might be spending months and months and months of creating assets and stuff, something like that. Why not just? put it together as quickly as simply as possible. Um, don't worry about fancy design, you know, obviously make it look okay and readable or whatever, right. but just sell it, you know, just, just, yeah. just get out there and see if people buy it. Um, I would not, that's the bit that worries me. I would not recommend people um, getting assets and designers and figuring out as they go along, like, you know, just, 
find something on your computer and see if people want to buy it. You know, like and, and so, the idea like that. You could waste such a lot of money. You could end up spending ten times the amount you know that you'd actually get from it. So here's a practical thing, and once again, free consulting. Um, so I, I've had a lot of people ask to talk to me about Descript, which is a program that I used to repurpose and all this stuff. And I've had some people say, hey, you should do a course. So what you're saying with this kind of model and planning that I should probably do one little section like, you know, Descript 101 and do a little video thing and send it out there as a lead magnet and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this course. Would you buy this if I built this out, like made a full set? Right. I, I would never ask people whether they would buy it or not. Okay. Um, because because they'll, they'll go, yeah, especially if they're British. So they'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. And they won't buy it. Um, what I would do, this is what I I get my clients to do. They don't want to do it, but it is the right thing to do. Is to create a one module online course. So what mm-hmm. I would do in your situation, Jeff, is I would do like a and I do like a webinar or, or a masterclass, mm-hmm. a one-off masterclass with Descript. Now I really like Descript, but I think, um, I think actually if you just log into it and you haven't really looked at it before, it can be quite overwhelming. So say for example, you're going to teach me one thing, like how to, um, how to make a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. How to shave 30 minutes off your podcast production time with Mm -hmm. using Descript or something. If you were to sell me a masterclass that would say like an entry level, you know, $30, $40 $30, $40 or whatever, um, you've then got a product that you can that you can sell on in the future. Um, you can get a sense for whether people actually are interested in Descript and interested in, and then, and then you can build modules on from that. Mm-hmm. What I would really advise against if you don't have a proof of concept is you sitting at home creating a massive big Descript course. Right. Um, and then you suddenly find out that no one's interested in you right. teaching them Descript. Right. Um, so I, I would test. I call it like a one-module course. So, in, so I will have like clients, for example, who say, "Oh, I'm going to do this like online course." You don't know if anyone wants that topic. Right. Just sell, sell a masterclass. Like you can teach it live, um, and and you can, you know, that means you could resell it later anyway. Um, but that could be module one of your course, or it could be one, you know, one of a, gotcha. a, a group. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So, I think- so, I, so I was thinking as a lead magnet, but you're saying just go out of the gate, sell a masterclass. And sell if I was you, I'd probably sell it because you're 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 an experience. You're more experienced, aren't you? But if you'd never like, if you'd never done it before, uh, Descript because it's quite technical. I'd say mm-hmm. I probably would, as long as you felt confident to deliver right. it. But I'm sure you would like. Right. I know, so I, I just I've I've talked about it in like uh, when I've gone and spoken somewhere. I've showed people and their mouths drop open and they're freaking out. They just and so that's why they're like, I would I would buy a course as you would teach this, and so. That was kind of my thing, but I didn't want to go and, like you said, build out a huge course and not have anybody buy it. Anyway, I hope that was, I got free consulting. I hope that was helpful to other people uh, with kind of a real life example there because. People lie. I think that's the other thing. People lie. Like if you went to a Facebook group and said, would you buy my Descript course? Well, people lie on the wait list. So our wait list conversion is 37%. Like Uh that's a really good conversion. So that shows how many people, they're not lying really, but you know, like yeah. people put their name on the waitlist and they're not that interested. So you could go into Facebook group and go, do you want this? Oh, Jeff, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Especially the British go, oh yeah, I can't wait for that, Jeff. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, it's better to, for you to test it out on a, you know, on a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. Get, yeah, great people really like this. And also you've then got a warm list of people for your course because you've already taught them that one thing and you're like, right. brilliant, I've now got I'm going to do so that, does that make sense and then also yeah. you could use you can use that process to find out what they'd want in the full course mm, that's mm-hmm. great 
that's genius. So my, my yeah, we could just go now and I can go uh, put it together. No, sorry, Jeff, sorry, Greg. I just was. Jeff, I was, Jeff, is, yeah. Jeff is thoroughly distracted now. So <laughs> sorry, I went off a topic, but I thought it was I thought it was relevant um, for this just because of um, you know I know people have the same questions about they're like me. They know how to do something really, really well. I mean, I'm not saying I'm really, really well, but you know, they're they're They have something that they, they want to teach, but they don't know if it's going to fly or not. And so I thought that was genius, Janet. Thank you for that. So, mm-hmm. and Michelle was even going, um, yes, she goes, thanks so much. Very, very helpful. Um, so thanks, Michelle. Yeah. So ask your questions while, while we've got Janet, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so you might yeah. follow my example and ask her. So back to the, this, um, uh, amazing launch, uh, kind of breakdown. So Grace, uh, I took some time. You go now. That's okay. Well, you, uh, Janet, revealed that you only marketed to a third of your email list. And we said we would dig into it. And so now we shall. Why was that? Why did you only market to 9,000 of 27,000? So we've, yeah, so we've got 27,000 on the list. And when we looked at how our email list subscribers have been behaving, as it were, um, we only really felt that 9,000 have been behaving in a way that they would actually be interested in this product. Like, um, because a lot of people, you know, if you have free lead magnets, a lot of people join, they're not interested. They're not interested in buying. So we looked at the most active parts of my list and we looked at the people that were most likely to buy basically. And, um, if you're emailing, say if I emailed my whole list, 27,000 people, knowing that two thirds of them are probably not going to buy this product. Well, that's actually going to harm my sales overall because that harms your, you know, you know how, works with email marketing that um you know the the more people that open engage you know the less likely people are going to end up in spam or not seeing your stuff um so we decided just to focus on the most engaged um parts of the list and we segment this like blows people's mind you see so um so we i mean i'm sure there's people that do much more complex things than this but we we use active campaign now we used to use um infusionsoft keep which in many ways i, I kind of preferred but it's Active campaign is, is it will be easier for someone like me to jump in and use like mm-hmm. rather than uh, Infusionsoft. Um, so we so we actually um, would send sometimes we send the same email to all, all segments, but sometimes we might send a different email with a different message because you've got a different relationship with that person. Um, so just blanket emailing the whole nine thousand. So we've got a wait list. So we had I think it was eight hundred and thirty two. I forget that number all the time, but I think we started with eight hundred and thirty two on the wait list, which actually was less than the year before, but they were much better leads because it converted better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had people who bought the planner last year. I think that was another group. Uh, we have um uh what was the other group? Um engage list members so we just have a group of people who engage um and and so what we'd be looking at then is the difference between the conversion between the different groups which if you like that kind of thing i find it's really fun (laughs) (laughs) but you know that's how you can see actually send you know we might send extra emails to the waitlist people um or actually have slightly different content because you know they've got a different you know and they're the types of things that really make a difference you know just like just blast a lot, a lot of people think you know because sometimes i get the odd rude email from people and people think that you're actually blasting your and, and you know it's not there's a lot of thought goes into it right. um and you know i might send more emails to the wait list or i might send a slightly different message um to the wait list so all of that can really boost your conversions you know you're not just blasting out everyone on your list you're only selling it to those people who are you know i've sold products or services before let's say for example in the past i've done instagram courses like i know there's some people on my list who are not even on instagram so the first email i might send would be like hey 
I'm going to be, I call it a, an un, an unmarketing email. So I'm going to be doing a launch, my Instagram course. Mm-hmm. Do you want to opt out? Because if you're not in Instagram and you're really not interested, this is going to annoy you. Um, and so get rid of those people who aren't interested, who haven't even got an Instagram account or are not interested. Um, so you can just focus on the people who are. Does that kind of make sense? For me, it's yeah. always about just focusing on the people who are most interested and not are not blasting people who are not interested. Right. Uh, there's a there's a guy that um, I actually he, he talks a lot about um, brand marketing and his, his name is Justin Moore. And he uh, in fact, the, the deal casters, uh, Jim and Chris, uh, got me uh, and he spoke at one of their their things they did. Um, but he's amazing for brand deals and Amazon Live and all that stuff. But he just launched a course and that was something that I noticed that he did. He's like and he even had a big button like, hey, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm launching a course. If you don't want my course launch emails, click this button. And I thought that was genius because you're not like people would rather do that than unsubscribe. And so I thought that was genius on the way to do that. So I think that's really, really awesome, Janet, that you did the same thing. Like, Hey, by the way, you're not on Instagram. So this probably won't interest you, <laughs> you know, or LinkedIn. Yeah. 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 We, we put a link in every single email uh, above and beyond the opt out that says, mm-hmm. Hey, if you're not interested in my 2023 courageous content planner, you know, and we'll normally put something like, if you're not interested in saving 50% of my training, we'll right, put right. something that you know, yeah. reminds people of the message, but what's the point? You know, if people have mm-hmm. already decided mm-hmm. they're not interested um, and they're already negative about it, like what's right. the point in, in keep saying, you know, so, so I'm actively looking for people to leave the list because if, they're on the list, you're paying for them, even if they're mm-hmm. not interested, they're not right. buy. Um, but also looking to get people to leave the campaigns, because if they're genuinely not interested, then, you know, they're, they're just going to keep seeing these emails and they're going to tune out. And when you have got a message for them that they it is more relevant for them, they're not going to look. So my my thing is always about only marketing to the most relevant people. Mm, that's good. That's really good. So I wanted to go back a little bit to your your list here. And you said, 37% of sales came from 10% of the list you marketed to. So does that mean that 10% that's the segmented list that you've, that you were mm-hmm. going to, or was it, did you segment it or is that from your wait list or how, I, I'm, I'm trying to get, understand exactly what that means. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not trying to go back and remember cause I'm <laughs> sitting doing all the calculations, but basically most of the sales came from, the, the waitlist segment. Okay. Um, so the waitlist segment was eight hundred. The waitlist segment was eight hundred and twenty-three. Whatever I said it was was, and and we only marketed to eight hundred and I think it was eight hundred and ninety. Great's probably got it in the report, but it was less than nine thousand. Yeah. And um, and so that waitlist, that ten percent, you know, was the best converting list if you see what I mean. Um, mm. So without a doubt the effort that we put in to create a wait list of people who were interested, excited, um, who, as soon as the post went up and the email went out to say, I'm going to buy, you know, they were mm-hmm. the most likely to buy. And I think often, and, it, and it's a general thing with marketing as well, is that we're, we're always looking to bring new people into our world. And, and we're always thinking it's about new people. Um, where actually, like you said before, oh, there, there was something else that we did this year, which actually, um, helped a lot. Um, my, if, I'm not a big fan of affiliate sales, <laughs> so don't don't get me on the topic. But I, I'm really not a oh. fan of you know those affiliate launches where people right, are like right. getting wedge. I wouldn't let anybody sell my planner or any of my products or services if they don't actually use it, or I wouldn't let them right. sell my you know. I want to reward my customers for 
loyalty and I've got some people who've been buying my planet like every single year um but at the same time I would never want anybody to be able to earn more selling my products or services than building their own business because that seems a bit immoral to me uh, but also um it's um it I don't know the idea that people will be out there selling my products or services and they don't either don't use them don't really like them they're just doing it for the money like that feels really unethical to me as well so we just give like a small percentage, it's 10%. But one thing we did this year actually, which is kind of like a waitlist strategy, is a week before the waitlist officially opened, we emailed our best, best customers and said, do you want to be an affiliate? You're not going to be a millionaire, you're going to get 10% for sale, but mm-hmm. we gave them an extra 10%. So we said, you get your 50% off, but an extra 10%. So we actually had, by the time we opened on the day, we had about... 60 or 70 sales already because um these very very um loyal planner owners had been contacted a week before they'd been given the chance to buy their planner and get an extra 10 percent off they also had all of the um the artwork and the copy so they were ready to go and ready to tell other people about it um and we had a little facebook group going and um you know they were like the actual payout is quite a small amount grace Mm -hmm. you read it out earlier on you know it's a tiny tiny percentage of the overall revenue but for me, it's more about getting people involved, getting them in. You know, they were excited and they wanted to know like how many would sold. There was a little bit of competition going on, who'd sold the most planners and right. a little bit of a leaderboard going on. Um, so actually, even within the wait list, it gets right. really complex. Uh, we were nurturing, if you see what I mean. So um, you could get people on a wait list and you can ignore them until the day that you go live or you can keep in touch with them. So we emailed the wait list. Um, we invited them to be affiliates and sign up and, and to get this extra 10% and to be able to give that 10% to their friends or whatever. Um, but we also kept reminding them, by the way, there's only seven days to go or four days to go or three right. days to go. So it kind of makes sense. Like even within the yeah, wait yeah. list, you, you're nurturing, like people put their names on a wait list and they forget about it. You have to, you have to, you have to keep marketing to the wait list. I think that was a phrase that you used before. You yeah. have to market to your wait list. So that's, I think that's genius because you're actually activating your super fans, um, is what you're yeah. doing, like is it, with that wait list and, and give them like a little bonus for being the super fans, which I think is really genius. And by the way, something we are a super fan of is our sponsor, Ecamm. See how I did that? So smooth. Yes, very um, beautiful. You can find out more about them mm-hmm. at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They're what makes this show possible. Helping them helps support us and, uh, it's just a fabulous product, but they're also doing right now, they're doing their leap into uh, podcasting, all about video podcasting, which is what we do. Um, Grace and I spoke there. There's actually a guide that you can get and it comes with some replay things. So it's very, very reasonable. So make sure you check that out too at leapintopodcasting.com. Janet, I was going to kind of a transition um, because what they're doing, they're doing a virtual event. They ask their speakers and it's all free if you go. But if you want the replay, it's um, some money and the guide is some money uh, for that as well. It's not a big moneymaker for Ecamm, but it's like they have a product. And so it's like getting, you know, word of mouth out there. What are your thoughts on kind of virtual products and that kind of model? So in terms of doing sort of like free. Like, yeah, um, like, 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 yeah, because summit, like the vir- lot of, it's really popular now, this virtual summit kind of thing. A lot of people are doing those. Yeah. So it's not something that I've done a lot of um, myself. And I think it really just depends on, it comes back to the product or service that you right. want to sell at the end. Something like Ecamm, I think that would really make sense because they're getting to show off the product, aren't they? So mm-hmm. um 
you know, actually by holding the summit, people are going, hey, this is really cool. Like, how are you doing yeah. that? And, you know, so, so it feels, for me, it's a really good example, I guess, of of sometimes with, with basically, it's a lead magnet, isn't it? A free summit is right. a, a lead magnet. Um, but it can, I, I call it like a handbrake turn. So sometimes people will have a lead magnet or they have a free challenge or something. And then the product or service they're selling at the end, it's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> right. Whereas, like, Recam, it's great because it's like, hey, we've been using this great software to broadcast. Um, I'm not just saying this because they're my event sponsor and we use them, by the way. <laughs> I genuinely think it's, it's like you've exposed people to the to the product. You've shown them how it works. And then at the end, hey, by the way, like we've shown you how great this is and all the different features mm-hmm. as part of our summit. And you've heard all about it. Like, and here's a great deal for you to sign up for me. That seems really great because you're educating. Um, and right. I, I think... And it feels like a natural next step. So if you've been, you know, hearing all about, I'm assuming it's about live video and mm-hmm. and and, um, and then you've got this tool that's going to make, again, you've got a tool at the end of it that's going to make your life easier and it's going to make it easy right. for you to do that. It's going to be great. That makes sense. But sometimes I see people, but also quite new people, I sometimes see people investing a heck of a lot of time in creating these big virtual summits. I'm always about... And I'm not a lazy person, as people would say, like I'm not, I work really hard, but I'm not a big fan of doing more work than you have to, to get the outcome. So <laughs> people like doing like massive, big, like, um, yeah. So here's an example. Um, somebody said to me, why don't you do a virtual event to promote your event? I was like, no, oh my God, dude. like that's the idea of having to do like two events. It's just right. like, feels like too much it feels like for the outcome that you would get right and sometimes i see people doing big summits and whatever and also the thing you have to think about with summits is like so you you collaborate with all these people and then they forget about you because because you know not the same for ecamm because they're using the tool but you know so you've got all these people and people are like oh that person's amazing that person's amazing whatever and then they forget like that you were the person you put it on yeah yeah (laughs) you have to think really carefully about your purpose like for someone like ecam that makes total sense you're showing off the product or service you're showing how it can save time and then at the end you're going hey have a great deal on it but mm. i think i sometimes see it in this with challenges online challenges are popular aren't they for um and it can be a heck of a lot of work um yeah I've done it, it can be great because it's showing people how you help them whatever but it, you've just got to be really careful that it links to the thing that you want to sell at the end that's that's really good advice. So yeah, um, wow, we're diving in deep and we're getting consulting at the same time. These are my favorite kind of shows. Um, I know they're so fun, but um, yeah, I want to bring it back to the content marketing that you created around your debrief. Around yeah, the, the debrief report. But first of all, let's remind people where they can find it. Janet, tell us where they can find your debrief report. Where would you like to direct people to to get to get a copy of this for themselves? It is a very insightful report. So here it is, but it doesn't look that great because because my printer's just I don't know what, what's going on with my printer. But anyway, um, it's a PDF. It's nice, easy. It's got lots of graphs and things. Um, but if you head to Graham, school Murray, search up Janet. Murray, so, so you're break you're, you're breaking um, up janet you, let's why don't you say that again because you broke up really really badly so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, am i coming through okay now am i yes yes am i still a little bit you're, yeah you're but you, so we can hear instagram, you instagram 
Instagram, um, Jan, so Jan underscore Murray, just search up Janet Murray and you'll find it. Um, if you go to the DMs and just put report, then my clever messenger bot will deliver it to you. Um, and actually the messenger bot was very um, instrumental in the launch and instrumental in delivering this as well. Um, you don't need, you don't need a clever messenger bot, but, but the kind of strategy behind it is, is probably quite relevant. So we're kind of getting to the end of our show, but um, can people still, do you have like a window where it closes where people can't buy it anymore? Or do you like continue to sell for the rest of your life? If somebody is watching this today, oh, I want this thing. Can they go buy it or not? What the planner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, totally. Um, and um, so the pre-order is just really to encourage people to take action. I mean, and that's something we haven't talked about really with launch strategy but that's the other thing as well i see people are like yeah my i've launched my thing okay when are you opening your car when you, oh, well i'm not really um you need to give people it's not scammy to have a launch period mm -hmm. because you need to encourage people to take action all of us will just if we think we're going to get another chance if we think we can wait till next week we're we won't take action, will we? You need to give people a window. So the pre-order, we give people a really great bonus. We give them um, a really decent discount. Um, but you can still buy it afterwards. Um, but um, it it's going to cost you more, basically, and you're not right. going to get the same bonuses. However, you still can um, buy my Courageous Content Planner and Content Kit. Um, and actually... Um, I'll give you a sneaky code, but it's a podcast. If you use podcasts, my podcast listeners get a third off during yeah. October. Um, but what I would say is that you can't just launch, even something like this, you can't just launch and do your pre-order. Like we sold 555, I think it was, um, during pre-order week. Um, we've got to carry on selling it right through to January. So that means you've got to have different phases. So what I said I was doing earlier on, so one of the hardest times for sales for us actually can be October because we have our big pre-launch at the end of August, right. beginning of September. And you would think people aren't interested in buying dinosaurs. They are. Um, and we've made it earlier each year. But um, things pick up again in November because people start thinking about planners and planning again. And obviously December and January are our biggest months. But this October can be a bit quiet because people say, so, you know, we get a few sales, but not as many as normal because people are kind of not really thinking about planning and we're not doing a big launch. So something I did today, actually, is one of the bonuses was um, the um, Oct October date. So uh, I, I, did, I, I basically did 100 fill-in-the-gap social media templates for October, November and December, which was free with the only with the pre-order. So in order to boost sales in October, we took the October dates made it into a product for 997 mm. and just sent it out to my email list and said, Hey, do you want to buy the October dates? And really upfront about it. Um, I don't normally sell these separately, but I just want to give you a chance to see what you'll get with your planner and kit. So you can make the small investment 997 and what we'll look at over the next month or so. Um, and it's a 24 hour window as well. They can only have them in 24 hours. <laughs> so if you want them actually, um, let me know, contact me and I'll send you the link. But, um, I, I'll be looking to see how that converts. So I'll be thinking, okay, so what, so, so all afternoon people have been buying this 997, right, right. you know, um, so I'll be looking really closely. We have a follow-up email sequence to see how many people buy, but um, a few kind of really important principles there, really tight deadline. You can only do this for 24 hours. I don't normally, I don't actually normally sell this stuff separately because, you know, every product you create, everything you launch, it's just more time, more time, more time, more time. Right. Um, right. Me, on, a, on a, a month that's normally quiet, 
October, giving people an incentive to do, you know, to, to, to sell them something small, like so that they've made that. I know what we were talking about there, Jeff, and your big cause. Mm-hmm. Actually, if they're not ready to buy from you, they might not be ready to buy the big cause, but they may be willing to make a small investment and then they'll be ready to write the next one. Gives people a chance to see what the plan is all about and what they might get in the planner and kit. Mm-hmm. And then I'll look and see how that converts um, and see what percentage of people then go on to buy the planner. But it gives us, um, we have different focuses. So like in December, it's all about the, you know, don't miss the last Christmas post and right. um, gifts. Um, January, it's all about, you know, it's not too late to plan. But you, you basically we have to keep launching and we have to, we have to have a, a, a launch every month. Right. You see what I mean? We have right. a launch. And that's another thing as well people forget with digital products. I think there's been too much talk of like set and forget, but you can't set and forget. You can't just kind of, you know, if your SEO is brilliant and if you work, you know, you're getting tons of um, right. traffic to your website, but that takes years to do that. So if, if you if you haven't got that, you've got to work really hard and you've got to keep launching, um, which makes it sound like really hard work, doesn't it? But, you know, you do, you can't just keep, um, right. you can't kind of put it on your website and hope people keep finding it because they won't. You need to keep keep launching it well once again this has been amazing uh janet so stinking smart it just makes my head hurt trying to think i mean i've got so many more questions i know our audience does too uh but i think you guys we are out of time but make sure um janet one last time tell people where they can go find you all your stuff you just need to sign up for emails just to get them because they're brilliant as well so uh, janet where's the best time where's the best place to find you so my website is janetmurray.co.uk, which I think you've put up on the screen a few times. Mm-hmm. If you want this free report, which is a good read, particularly if you like geeking out over launch stats and conversions and whatever, um, if you just head to my Instagram and if you DM me report, um, then our messenger bot should deliver it to you. If not, we'll we'll jump in and we'll, we'll do it manually. Um, and yeah, you can also get, if you email me, you can get, a month's worth of fill in the gaps October posts, but only in the next 24 hours. All <laughs> so, right. so we can have another talk about how that converts. Like that could be, we could geek yeah, out on that that's, one. this that's stuff good. is really fascinating. I think it's very helpful for people. Um, yeah. Like Michelle said, it was very, very helpful. And yeah. uh, we've even had our friend, uh, Martin uh, Buckland over on uh, Inc, uh, LinkedIn, who always joins us. Thank you, Martin, for doing that. And uh Appreciate you guys in the comments. Um, let us know, you know, if there's some topics that you would like us to talk about. Um, we are yeah. more than happy to try to find some amazing guests like Janet. Um, once again, Grace, I'll let you wrap us up. And uh, well, thank you. Know, uh, just, our, I, my mind absolutely. is blown. I can't even speak anymore. <laughs> I, did I not tell you that we've thoroughly distracted Jeff? That's oh, my right. God. That's well, right. our next show is next Friday, October 6th, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and of course, Amazon Live. Thank you, Janet, for being our guest two times in a row. It is amazing. I don't think we've ever had a guest on like back to back like this. And because there's just so much value, so much content. And and you will see in this report how much content Janet actually delivered around this launch to give you an idea of like what she's producing. There's a lot of insights in there. Uh, So please go download that report for Janet and for us. And give her podcast list, give our podcast listen. And we hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. Social Media News Live.